Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to the Lively Charleston Podcast. Our goal with the show is to interact with and tell the stories of the amazing people, places, and businesses that make Charleston the best city in the world. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. And check us out on Instagram and Facebook where we post content regularly throughout the week. Thanks so much, guys. Hope you enjoy the episode. Today's guest is a rising star who is taking the marketing community by storm. She moved to Charleston in 2007, sight unseen, by the way, as a bright-eyed College of Charleston student from the Philadelphia area. While attending school, she studied art and painting. After graduating in 2010, she started working and learning from successful business people in the area who helped her form her business savvy and encouraged her to go for her dreams. Her passion for creative collaboration and storytelling is clearly evident in her stylumentaries that she's been creating for a local in the local real estate market for the past year. I'm excited to introduce to you the founder of Camelot and Company, Miss Tori Gugliami. <laughs> <laughs> I got it wrong. Gugliami. Gugliami. See, okay. I needed to practice. No, 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 no. You just need to. I take don't, the G don't out. look yet. Don't look at it Gugliami. when you think about it. Yes, Gugliami. Gugliami. Okay. Gugliami. Everybody got that? Yes. All right. Good. Yes. Cool. Yell me. All right. So. Um, Tori G. That's what everybody calls me. Tori G. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. So um, we have something in common. Yes. I too moved here sight unseen years ago, back in 1999 uh, from Little Rock, Arkansas, and grew up in the Mid-South area. And it was like really, really scary. I was like, that was like home base for me. Memphis is where I grew up. I was living in Arkansas at the time and just moving here, moving far away from like my comfort zone was, was kind of scary. How was that for you as like a college student? The scariest thing, the scariest thing I moved because I had, I felt, I felt like there was something missing in my college experience after my freshman year. And the summer after my freshman year, I spent the I spent the summer at the Jersey Shore and I had the time of my life. I worked at a little seafood restaurant and I had I lived with three other girlfriends and I just I felt I felt alive for the first time in a, maybe forever ever in my first time in my life and I sat my parents down and I said I want to move to California. I want to be on the coast and they said that's great. We support whatever you want to do, but just know that you are only going to come home once a year. So I went back to the drawing board read the description for CFC and ironically one of my mom's best friend's sons was transferring to CFC from Temple and so we caravaned he and I drove in a car and my mom and her best friend drove in a car and when we got down here I knew immediately that it was the right decision uh, although I will say the first week I don't think I ate a single piece of food my stomach was in really the whole just time. that nervous so nervous yeah I mean that. What was that feeling like when you like walked on campus or even on King Street like for the first time? Complete butterflies. Complete yeah. butterflies. I will say that I transferred high schools. I mean, I transferred school in high school and that experience was the first challenge in my life that really helped me grow and be able to go through future challenges like transferring college and going to a new city. And 
Uh, looking back, I definitely think that high school was scarier than anything else because high school girls are vicious. Oh my gosh. Tell <laughs> me about it. My girlfriends were awesome and it was a wonderful experience, but I was very nervous. That was the most nervous I've ever been. And then transferring college was terrifying because of the distance I was going. And it ultimately was the best thing I could have ever done. And I think, I think that recognizing that something was missing was a, uh, a feeling that I now know to act on and how to kind of um, make the changes necessary. And when I describe Charleston to people that don't know much about Charleston, I describe it as a place where people are constantly doing, putting the effort and the work in to move their life, move the needle of their life, whatever you want to describe it as, to go forward and to do better and be better. Whereas, unfortunately, when I think about my hometown, it's it feels to me like there are a lot of people that feel kind of stuck and aren't doing things to, to bring themselves forward. And that as a whole is what I admire about Charleston and have the fact that there's so many transplants. Yeah. So I don't know if the way I just described that makes sense. But. No, it, no, it totally makes sense to me because I have found that too. But it kind of came with age for me and I have to commend you for being the age that you are and noticing that because honestly, gosh, I think I was going blind through life. Just, just, I'm, I'm, Hey everybody, I'm having a good time. I swear I'm okay. I'm <laughs> awesome. Look at my life. And really I'm like this duck. Yep. You know, I'm duck yep. on top of the water, but yep. under the water, I'm just swimming like crazy. Yep. And, but now, but yeah, I have noticed like when you slow down and you become more self-aware. Yes. Um, I think there's a lot of self-aware people yes. here or, or, and then um, there's some plastic people also yes. as you have everywhere, but there's a lot of like people who are yes. really trying to push the needle forward. Like you said, yes. I think that's perfect to say yes. that. Yes. And I think you used um, the term when you said, when you started Camelot and company, mm -hmm. um, I forget, I have it in my notes here, but it was like, self you felt better about yourself yes right? what was the word i used um I, I think that i think that you know i talk a lot about how scary it is to be an entrepreneur and how scary it is to put yourself out there and what's scary about camelot in particularly for me is that i'm i'm doing something that is very creative and very different so not only am i putting myself out there as an entrepreneur but i'm doing something that has the interpretation is only, you know, it's not meant for everybody and I don't want it to be for everybody. So when a viewer sees it, I, I, people often say, I don't understand. I like it. I don't know why I like it or I don't like it and I don't understand it. And I enjoy hearing that. And it took me a really long time to be able to handle that criticism. Mm -hmm. And it took me a really long time to be able to acknowledge where the disconnect is and how that's valuable as well. And yeah. Yeah. I get that. So, so, so to back to your question, I think, you know, one of the questions you had asked me was about what has it done for you? And I think the biggest thing is it makes me feel like at the end of the day, I'm doing something that I'm building and that makes me feel like I have a bigger, more, uh, purpose in right. life. Whereas when I worked for somebody else, I enjoyed the work that I was doing, but I felt like, I felt like, why, why am I doing this? I'm yeah. helping them. 
I need to be doing something to help me. And, and it's not just the paycheck that I get after the work is done. Yeah. When you're, in, when you're in that position, you don't even care about the paycheck. I mean, you notice, right. you notice cause the paychecks are bigger sometimes right. Right. and sometimes they're not. But a lot of times you're just like, Oh my gosh, I've been handing all this money to somebody else for right. so long. Right. But besides that, it is something inside like this is mine yes and you take pride in it and yes. that is that is the biggest difference that i felt um in in just you know entrepreneurship yes. um i used to own a mosquito control company i don't know i may have mentioned that before on the show before but i did that for 14 years oh, wow. and was the first one in town well i had a competitor that started like the exact exact same time but they like been around for years doing other things right and so I just remember just in starting something that nobody knows about or is so new. Right. It's, it's super exciting. It is. Cause you're like, let me show you. It is. It is. And I think that what I'm so grateful for with this, with this experience so far going rolling into year two this month or next month is the connections that I've made in my career before starting. And one thing that I constantly say is just start, just start. But I will say that I, I, I say that on the heels of 10 years with intentional networking and intentional learning. And every single job that I had from the second I graduated from CFC in 2010 up until a year ago, I told myself that there was one purpose and the purpose was to learn. And it was on the job training and portfolio building. And I will say that every single interview I went in, I was very clear about that. And every single day I went into it knowing that I want to give it my all because eventually this will come back to help me in one way or another. And I think that that helped keep me sane in a lot of ways. And there were definitely some moments where I had, there was, there was peaks and valleys, but the last 10 years, my, my resume is, is all been marketing at some capacity in various industries and a little bit of sales and a little bit of, you know, um, business development type roles, but they've all been jobs that I have kind of helped me get to where I am. And I apply what I learned in those roles today, every single day. Yep. Yep. I can, I can see that in your work that you put out Thank and you. just in our conversations. And, um, and just when I, when I've met you, um, you were over at the Boulevard working with yes. John and Rebecca, yes. and I'm sure you learned a ton from them. Oh, so much, so much. And, yeah. and they they were wonderful to work for. And I worked uh, in that job and, and I had no idea working in that, in that role and in that job that I would be, have started Camelot. But ironically, because I had that mentality, it has helped me. I mean, look at our relationship. I'm sitting here right now because of that. And so, you know, when I think about people don't ask me for advice, but I'm going to give it anyway. It, it, you know, when you're, when you're, um, when you don't know what you want to do and you're going into a job interview and you're thinking of things that you think they want to hear, I don't agree with that. And I think that it's okay to say, I want to learn because I think that I might want to do what you do and I want to learn from you. Therefore, I'm going to give you my all because I'm fresh out of college or I'm just changed careers. And I think that it's the honesty is really important. Um, and I think that that is what helped me, you know, I mean, nobody expects a 22 year old to know how to do what you need them to do. But I think having the willingness to learn and the, and the, and the passion for an industry is what's going to help. So, um, 
but yeah, I mean, coming back to my business, the, the whole reason I started this company was because I saw a hole in the industry in real estate Mm -hmm. and I had a passion for marketing and I saw all of this money being exchanged and all of this effort being put into this huge transaction and the creativity just wasn't there at the level that I wanted it to be. And I felt like if I can do this for one team or one person or one agent or one company, why can't I do it for a lot of them? And I've, I sat on the idea and I sat on the thought for probably two years before I actually jumped. And so that's why I always say, just do it. But I think that all of that time to stew has helped me in the moments now when I'm so overwhelmed because I say, remind myself, you wanted this and you waited for it. So just accept the busy as a blessing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're exactly right. And, and going back to what you were saying uh, about just being honest and um, being a past business owner and just interviewing people throughout my life. It's so refreshing to hear that. And I remember being your age and interviewing for pharmaceutical companies and, and, and just trying and just so nervous about the right thing to say. I can't imagine if I would have just, you know, just been myself and just who knows what happened. Maybe that's what they wanted. Maybe they wanted to smack in the face, something different. Right. And, But yeah, and and I've said this before to to other guests, and I'll say it to you. I just find that authenticity these days is is a rare commodity. It's like everybody seems to be trying to portray something else. Totally. But when you come out and just say, "This is who I am," and I just want it, I just want to learn and just show me. Yes. Yeah, I'm a complete blank slate, but. You know, I don't have any bad habits. Yeah, no, exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly. I have, I have so many thoughts to kind of on the heels of that. But one of them is when I, I worked for a small marketing company and I wanted more, I wanted change. And a girlfriend of mine was working for Mike Bennett at the time. And she said, I need to hire somebody I'm quitting and he wants to replace my position. And she was his assistant. And I, at that point was deciding, do I move home? You know, and this was probably six or seven years ago. So the, the, the business landscape in Charleston was completely different Mm -hmm. at the time. And I just wanted experience. And so I took on the interview. She warned me against it, kind of pleaded with me. and was like, I don't think you want the job. I'm leaving for a reason. And I sat with him and in his office in the rice mill building. And I said, he said, why are you here? What do you, why do you want the job? And I said, because I want to sit in an office and be in a position that you are in today. And he laughed at me and he thought I was just insane for even thinking that I could get to where he is. And to this day, he's one of the, 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 the most admirable business men that I've ever worked for, been in, um, sat at a table with. And that job has taught me more than any other. But ironically, I also quit in in haste and uh, cussed him out and then had to apologize because it was a tough job. But, you know, again, I, I, I learned a lot from it. I t- every single day I think of something that he, that job taught me. And it wasn't necessarily just him or his business. It was also things that I don't want to be. And that's just as valuable. And mm. I think that you know, when we're talking about authenticity, my business is content marketing. And when you're trying to tell the story of your business, you have to pull from who you are and what you are, because you're always going to have competition, but nobody is you. And that is your superpower. And 
I really, really love working with entrepreneurs that are passionate about whatever it is that they're doing or the why, and then putting that into a video or photos or content of some sort. And it's so much more than just a pretty picture. Mm -hmm. It's everything. It's text. It's, um, it's it's everything. It's angles, right? I mean, everything. it's angles. Okay, so one of my questions for you, yes. I was super, I was like, what is a first appointment with Camelot and Company like? Tell yes. me about that. Yeah, so it's it's this, it's conversations. It's, it's, it's my, you know, when I'm working with a business owner or a, a, on a project or, and everything's kind of different. So if I'm working with a realtor, it's different than if I'm working with an interior designer or a food company or whatever. Um, the, my goal is to figure out who they're speaking to, mm-hmm. who do they want their ideal audience to be? Uh, I think I even asked you that, you know, I mean, who, who, who do you want on the other end of this? And then we unpack it from there. So it's reverse engineering the way that we're going to present the information. If we're presenting to women in their forties, that's a different type of uh, everything than if we're talking to men in their twenties. So my whole MO is what's the why and more importantly than that, who are we speaking to and what do they want to hear? You know, when I'm working with real estate agents, it's who's your ideal client or what's your ideal project? So you could say, I want to work with families. Well, do you want to work with families in Somerville or all palms? And then, you know, I also want to know, okay, well, the project that we're working on, because with real estate, there's so many layers. So you're not, my goal in helping is not just to sell the house. It's to help them get more business by presenting the information in a way that makes the people that are seeing this impressed. So when we're talking about the real real estate, the actual house, where it is, who the ideal buyer is, everything that I do comes back to who that person is that I think is going to buy it. And I think what people misunderstand is that just because I think I want my audience to be X, Y, Z, and I put them in this box doesn't mean that I don't want anybody that's outside of that box, but it means that I want to be have a very strong niche. Um, A girlfriend of mine came to visit and she went to um, business school and she said, find a niche and get rich. And that was the main thing they used to teach in school. And it's the exact same thing with the content marketing and all the projects I work on. I want to know what music are these people listening to? Where do they go eat? What are they going to kind of car are they going to drive in on? What are they, what, what do they do on the weekends? And the more we can dissect that, the better the content will be. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the videos and I, I get so inspired. I found myself like driving the other day, just going, I really need Tori to help me figure out who I am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I have, um, I've had so many different, uh, gosh, so many different careers that I've thought, Oh, I could be do, I could do that. And I would really like it. And one of them that I really like about this business and, and is coaching. And I actually just hired a coach for the first time and I've been all year, I've been thinking about doing it and I finally did it. And, you know, she's asking me the questions that I ask my clients and it's fun. It's really fun. And it's a professional service. And at the end of the day, when you're growing a business, you work in it and then you have to work on it. And the on is what I want to help with and say, okay, what do you want to be? And you cannot be everything to everyone. It will show. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll, you'll, yeah, it will, it will, it will show the, the cracks will yes. be exposed and yes. And uh, yeah, it's tough for sure. 
And yeah, you're right. Cause you want to like going back a little bit to like going, do you want to sell to families on Isla Palms and Sullivan's Island or, right. or Somerville? And you can totally do that right. all in just a, in just a video. I saw something you created the other day um, or released it the other day. Yes. I, I forget her name, but um, I, remember, <laughs> I remember you said uh, something about you Googled badass bitch yes, a bunch yes, of times. Yes, Dree. So Dree is a girlfriend of mine and we met very early on this year and she, she is hysterical. She's unapologetic about who she is and I admire the heck out of it. And I can't tell you how many people have called me and said, I want to do a video like Dree, but I'm not, I'm not that sexy or I'm not going to be like that. And I laugh because I'm like, well, good. You shouldn't be. Yeah. That be yourself. Be yourself. What are you? And I, I mean, I, I laugh the whole time we're filming with her because she is so confident and it is contagious and I love her and I love the energy that she brings. And she knows what she wants. And ultimately I'm just the in-between, you know, I kind of describe myself as the glue between the photographer, videographer, and my client. And my job and my MO is to have real conversations with you, figure out what it is that you are, who you are, what you are, your why, and then help make sure that that's translated. And I work with the the best videographers and photographers and they understand that that mm -hmm. i'm not there to tell them how to do their job although i definitely you are kind opinion. of a director yeah, yes you are a director yes, tori yeah. come on but but i trust you know if they're like well the light's gonna be bad there we can't do that angle okay well how can we do it and so anyway it's a team effort and i i really really enjoy working with people that make my job easier easy which is they understand who they are and all we're doing now is getting it across on the screen. Yeah. Well, you're doing a fantastic job and you're kind of, so I was, another one of my questions was going to be like, how do you pick the music and things oh, like that? Oh, that's the fun you're part. You're just totally like, Oh, that's the fun part. Or getting there in your client's heads. You want to yes, know. Yes. 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 So, so with music, it's tricky because there's copyright issues. So for example, with, with, with Drew, that video, I sent her a few and she narrowed it down from the few and sent her the, you know, a, a website that she can pick from. But then sometimes the music dictates the whole video. So for example, I did a video recently with Gentry, uh, who's a real estate agent in town and he, who? Gentry, uh, who, who's that? Yeah. Yeah. I know, I'm right? kidding. I know. Kidding Gentry. I know. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> no, he's, he's great. He's so great. And he's really good on camera, which is great because the other thing is I'm not working with actors. So these people aren't on camera. I mean, it's like, it's like you interviewing people aren't used to this. So you can't, you can't expect them to be the best. You have to help them. And that's part of what I want to do is help make sure that my clients look good. Again, look good based off of what their priorities are. So mm -hmm. with Gentry, we had this incredible house. I don't know if you saw this video, but it was a house on the water, deep water, but the interstate was in the backyard. And so I was sitting outside. It was Saturday. The shoot was Monday, I think. Yeah, the shoot was Monday. And I'm listening to music and I'm I every time I'm um, working on something, I write what I'm thinking because the 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 writing helps me come to come kind of get through the, the chaos in my yep. head. And I was writing, 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 and I kept thinking it, it, I wanted to do some sort of music driven video, not necessarily a music video, but something that was strong with music. And the song came on the radio and I started snapping my fingers and kind of dancing. And then I was like, Oh my gosh. And the very last line was, 
um, something, 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 the interstate. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Then I replayed the song and I thought to myself, this is perfect. We've Mm got to do this. And I probably listened to the song a hundred times and then the shoot got rained out. So we, it was supposed to be Monday. We pushed it to like Thursday. So I think I listened to that song a hundred times and it to this day is one of the most fun videos I've made. And his girlfriend helped and was in it because yeah, she was like by the pool, right? Exactly. Exactly. So it's all, it's all, it just depends. I mean, and sometimes, I mean, music's very important. I actually, this weekend decided that I want to start getting into, um, directing music videos because I had so much fun with that. And that's, you know, we talked about this before, but with business, you, that's why you have to just start because it's, you're going to have to pivot and you want to pivot. It's going to morph. It's going to morph. It's going to morph into different things as people ask you to do different things. And you're like, "Hmm, can I do that? Yes. Well, Yes. Yes, I can totally. do that. And if you had told me a year ago that I was going to be making fun videos and directing, I would have said, no, I'm doing content marketing. I'm doing real estate marketing. No, I mean, that's not what I'm doing. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm directing, you know? And so it's all, I'm really, really grateful for where, where it's kind of the road that it's taken me on and I'm, and I'm cruising down, not looking either way. I think it's so neat. And you can go so many different places with it. I yes. mean, you could... I don't know. I was just coming off things on top of my head earlier. You could, I don't know. Weddings might be a little overdone, but I I don't know. And, but I mean, you can do companies and just so many different things. And I mean, I could see you doing stuff for Freeman Boatworks and just things like that. Right. And just building and creating like their story to like, because I mean, some of these brands and things that I've mentioned, they're, they're very high end brands and things like that. And maybe, you can just expound that and just make them maybe feel more attainable to something. I don't know. Totally. You guys listening? Totally. Yeah. Yes. No, <laughs> well, and, the, and the thing about the videos is that you have a video that's just what I call the talking head. Hi, my name's Scott. I'm, I know I have a podcast. I'm sell real estate, blah, blah, blah. I live in Mount Pleasant. And that is great. And that is valid. And there's a use for that. Mm-hmm. The videos that I am, I'm striving to create are the commercials, you know, it's like, it's like the old spice commercials, you know, the guy that rode that horse, I'll never forget that image or, you know, there's a thousand different commercials. And the thing is at the end of the day, you're creating a feeling and the feeling is what you want attached with your brand or your business. And again, it comes back to the feeling that you want the ideal customer or client to appreciate and to be hooked onto. And so it's not just, walking in and showing the right angles, although that is important. It's also what feeling is going to be attached with this and then how are we going to help move the needle of our business, grow and get people talking and buzz. And the thing, you know, with Dree, I can't tell you how many people have like, I saw that. I'm like, then it's working. I don't it care. Is. I don't care how it's it made you absolutely feel. Absolutely working. Specifically, it works. It's, it's the buzz is there too, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think that you know, when we're talking about being authentic, there's a lot of jealousy in the social media world. And I definitely struggle with that aspect of it because I don't want, I want to be inclusive to everybody. And so for me in particular, it's hard for me to get my own voice across because I'm doing, I'm, I'm trying so hard to go all in on for my clients. So that's one thing when I'm thinking about phase two of this business, like how do I continue to create for my clients in the way that they associate with and that feels right to them 
while also letting people know my own personal style. And I think it's clear in the videos as a whole. Um, I, I owe a lot of that to my videographer, Nick. He's fabulous. And he mm-hmm. and I have a very similar aesthetic, which is such a blessing. And I think that that's something that people don't understand. It's not just that that's not just that I like him as a person or I like his, you know, the way that he shoots, we have a similar style. So that's important for sure. So you need to come up with your own company video. Yes, That's, that's the homework I'm giving to you because, uh, that Jeremy Finlay thing I sent to you, that's what you're, you need to go that route. Yes. need to go. Maybe not anyway, but anyway, I want to see like, uh, what got me interested in, in catches me as though, um, those type of videos that he does, the sales umentary things. Yes. And that's what you do, but you're doing it in a totally different style yes. and putting your own signature on it, which I, I think definitely is need to awesome. Do that. Yes. It's just awesome. But doing about you, right? Yes. Cause you're just like, Oh, well, I get to do everybody else's. Yes. Get to do your own input, do your own. That's video. a good idea. I need to do that. I'll, I'll, I will say there will be some awkward dancing because that, that's, yeah. what, that's what I feel. Uh, that feels me. Um, I'm like Elaine from Seinfeld. Nice. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't picture that with you. Thank you. I picture you just like just out there working, rocking the club. Thanks. No, definitely <laughs> no, not. not you. No, no. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Camelot and co. And my website is camelotandco.com. Awesome. Thank you so Tori, much, Tori. This has been awesome. Thank yes. you so much. I've enjoyed it. Everybody, check out Tori at Camelot and Company. You will not be disappointed. Um, and definitely give the girl some business. Yes. All right. Thank Take care, you guys. So much. Hey, y'all. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to give us a subscribe so you never miss out on any future episodes. Yep. And please help us grow the channel by sharing the podcast with someone else who might enjoy it. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.